freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome. It is Tuesday night. This is the Independence Gangs Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host Britt Griffith. We are very, very honored and excited tonight. We're going to have a terrific conversation. We've got Scott Shea joining us. He's the co-founder and chairman of Signature Bank. He's also an author. He has a new book out. It's called Conspiracy U, a case study. And it's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. He also has a website you may want to check out scottshea.com but we're going to be talking about some of the insanity that's going on on our college campuses particularly conspiracy theories that seem to be running rampant on these campuses we've all got questions about what's happening there and we have uh, a great guest here tonight that's going to help us answer some of those questions scott welcome to the program it's great to have you with us tonight it's a pleasure to be here thank you for having me Hey everybody, JV here. Please take a minute and consider supporting the program. Our expenses are going up just like everyone else's, and it takes a lot to bring the show to you five nights a week. So we'd appreciate you going to the website, independencegang.com. Click on the Donate tab, or you can just type in independencegang.com slash donate. And spend a minute considering giving us a gift to help us fund our operations here. The Independence Gang is a labor of love, but there are expenses associated with it, and we appreciate your help. So let's kick this right off with what the hell is going on on our college campuses. So here's the thing. The the college campus has become a place that used to be about teaching critical thinking. And now it's about social justice. And that was a major change that people didn't really get. Um, The most important thing, we used to think that people went to college to learn how to think. And now they're going to college to be taught what to think. That's huge. And it's made college students, unfortunately, susceptible to believing in conspiracy theories that are being taught by faculty. And the book is goes through case by case. Conspiracy theories, out and out conspiracy theories that are masquerading as scholarship and being taught by professors being published by major university presses in which you can't even understand the books unless you buy into the conspiracy theory. Before we get into some of these conspiracy theories, maybe specifically, uh, just kind of some genesis of the book itself. Now, this was a, as the title says, Conspiracy You, a case study. You looked at your alma mater for this specifically, didn't you? I did. I I looked at Northwestern University. And here's the thing. I, I, I think this is one thing to start with that's important to start with, which is that most people don't get the difference between a conspiracy theory and a theory about conspiracies. It's okay to have a theory about a conspiracy. You could say, for example, 
um, that you posit that there is a, you could have a theory that there was a group of people in the Wuhan lab that either accidentally covered that where the virus, COVID virus was released and people conspired to cover it up, or you could say they let it out knowingly or whatever. That's a theory about a conspiracy. Then what you have to do is to investigate the conspiracy. You have to say, try to get evidence. You may or may not be able to get the evidence, but if you can, you can say, it looks like this is what happened. It looks like something else happened. You let the facts guide you. Or you say, there's not enough evidence. I just don't know. And there are real conspiracies. I mean, there have been real conspiracies in the world. Sure. And generally, sooner or later, they come out because evidence comes out. You have a professor at Northwestern University, my alma mater, who a, a place that I really love, um, that I'm very worried about, uh, is a professor by the name of Arthur Butts, who's a professor of electrical engineering and who is brilliant. We might not be having this broadcast in this way without his discovery, without his discovery of a way to solve for the Hilbert, Hilbert space curve problem in computing, which he solved many years ago, and, and an algorithm was named after him. So he's no dummy. At the same time, he has a theory, he has a conspiracy theory, that uh, the Holocaust was the hoax of the 20th century, which is how he named his book. Now, his problem is, the, his problem is there are lots of facts. Facts are tens of thousands of documents have been discovered across Europe documenting the planning and execution of the Holocaust, including the one notes from the Wannsee Conference where the, in 1942, where the final solution was actually, so-called final solution was actually determined. Um, there are many Germans who confess to being murderers, who confess to being guards, who confess to being witnesses, perpetrators, everything. So Butts has to deal with these facts. So what does he do like any conspiracy theorist? And this is a commonality. He expands the conspiracy or theory around the facts. So these evil money Jews, in his view, were forgers. They forged all these fake documents and planted them all across Europe to be discovered by accident. They, this is in his book, they gaslit poor innocent, pure, hapless Nazis to confess to crimes against humanity that they had never would have thought of doing. And they confessed to being, to doing all these evil things. So whatever fact you throw out, the conspiracy theory encompasses it. It becomes non-falsifiable. That happens on the far left. And I show in the book how the far, that happens on the far right. And I show how it's exactly the same thing happens on the far left. And the thing that is a mind blower for many people, and I'm just going to read this quote because it's hard to believe. So I just described to you a professor on the far right. Well, Stephen Salata, who you could Google, is on the far left. What does he say? He says the Nazi Holocaust in Europe seems a direct antecedent to Israel's founding. There were plans from the outset of Zionism to rid the promised land of its indigenous people. So he posits a multi-generational conspiracy of Jews. 
to cause the Holocaust and then benefit from it. Totally nonsensical, totally stupid. <laughs> but this was published by Duke University Press. Wow. This is considered a scholarship. This was how he was trying to achieve tenure. These are professors that are teaching the next generation that's coming up. I mean, are they are they making their students read this stuff and then telling them how it's true so these kids go off with these half-cocked crazy ideas? Yes. Okay, so I'm I'm worried. I have I have two I have 18-year-old twins. They just started their yes. first year of college this year. What do I have to be worried about? How do I prep them to not fall for this? Well, Frankly, that's people are said that's that's what people are doing with my book is they're sending it to their children in college because here's the problem. People in, in students in college are not being taught the difference between evidence-based factual inquiry and let's connect dots that have no connection. Let's find some anomaly. One other thing that I found is a commonality in all conspiracy theories is there's some anomaly. You know, so Butts finds some place where it says that five, there were 5.8 million Jews, someplace 6.1 million Jews. There's some anomaly. So he comes to the conclusion that everything is made up. If you look at all the conspiracy theories, like life, everything is inconsistent. But that doesn't mean that there's evil Kabbalah, Kabbalah people somewhere under the Denver airport plotting all of this. <laughs> um, you know, and even the there's Denver not. airport, what was the anomaly? Well, there were big cost overruns. What it would it must be? It must be this underground city. Um, it, it's crazy. Now, sometimes there's really no anomaly and people just make it up. Um, I've also found that the, a lot of conspiracy theories are politically motivated. In other words, the person coming up with it knows what they're doing. They're trying to demonize some group. And that's happened with almost every genocide. I mean, the Turks demonize the Armenians. Um, the Hutus demonize the Tutsis. Um, I mean, that happens over and over again. And that's the way once you dehumanize and demonize someone, it becomes easier to wipe them out. That's why Hitler said the Jews were vermin. And today, you know, uh, people call different groups viruses. I mean, it's, it's terrible. But it's yeah. the problem is what starts on campus doesn't stay there. And it's no. a serious problem. Scott, what's the what's the agenda of somebody like Arthur Butts or the I can't remember the other gentleman that you you referenced uh, as well, but you know some people will try to try to prove the unprovable just because it's a challenge. Obviously, this is this is far more serious than that. This this these folks, from what I gather from what you're telling us, truly believe in these ideas, and they're out to uh, to do what they can to either prove them or get other people to believe them. But what's the agenda here? Uh, is is it is it purely? Uh, they're trying to correct the historical record according to whatever crazy ideas they have, or is it something else? That's a great question. And I've thought about it a lot. Um, let me say this. First of all, I'm not sure that all of the originators of conspiracy theories actually believe in them. I think they do have a political motivation because the easiest way to hack a human being is to get at their emotions, to have them believe that they're part of some secret, they're part of some inner circle that has a unique understanding of reality and that works time and time again. So, for example, another professor, we'll come back to the first two, but another professor, Jasper Puar, 
who's a professor at um, Rutgers. Um, she's perplexed. I mean, and by the way, a lot of conspiracy theories, one of the things that's amazing to find is that many conspiracy theories, just about all, not quite all, have some sort of anti-Jewish, anti-Semitism frame. So Jasper Puar has a conspiracy theory. Well, Israel sends a medical officer, medical folks to help people in places like Haiti, other places where there are natural disasters, Palestinians. So she has to assume that there's this Eva cabal. So she says that the Israeli medical folks, these Jews, are, are harvesting organs and using them for other, using them elsewhere. Now, here's the thing, and the reason I'm highlighting her is because she gave a speech and she said that essentially she recognized that everything she said wasn't true, but it, to use a direct quote, she's converting the speculative into the now. In other words, if she can imagine something, then she can make treat it as though it's a fact. And she said at the same time that she recognizes that just boycotting Jews isn't really good enough, but the environment has to be created whereby there can be violent action. She said this in Vassar to speech, essentially. I'm, I'm summarizing her words. Arthur Butts, Arthur Butts, by the way, claims that he does nothing against Jews. He's just at heart an anti-Zionist because um, he thinks that Zionists stole money, did all this to defraud Germany of funds and to displace Palestinians. Does, so, he, does he have skin in the game? I mean, is he is he somehow connected? I mean, is he German descent? I mean, what is, I'm trying to put together some kind of yeah. rationalization that would make him go down this path to begin with. He is of German descent. Okay. And if you really read him, he's sort of a German supremacist. Okay. Um, oh, all right. And, nice. you know, so he, I think, you know, and when he writes about other people like the Roman, I mean, he likes imperialism. Uh, but... It's not only on the far right. I mean, on the far left, I, I categorize, I also follow professors or not follow, I, I report. And here's the thing, I use their own words. Because <laughs> yes, you, do. you can't make That's this amazing. stuff up. You cannot make this no. stuff up. Another professor of anthropology wrote um, a book where you can't even understand it unless you enter into the conspiracy theory. It's unintelligible. That's how bad the book is. And again, you know, people are studying this book, Northwestern funded part of this book, which is offensive. And students are being taught this as though it is fact. Do you, do you think that these universities are funding this lunacy knowingly, or is it they're doing it because it's what they do and they don't want to upset their little click, uh, you know, the, this group or that group or this. So they're trying to We'll fund this one. We'll fund that one. We'll fund this one. But anything that's you know right wing, they'll they'll blow that up because they don't care. But is it done knowingly, or are they just are the money people that are giving it out at the university management level just dumb and trying to not get killed by the activists? That that it's the latter. They don't want to be. They it's go with the flow. Um, and by the way, the administration is primarily comprised of people who were faculty. Faculty select other faculty, so it's a self mm. who who gets tenure. Is, self is selected by existing faculty members. So if you have, the, people have all bought into the conspiracy theory, who is appropriate to bring in but someone else who also signs on to your conspiracy theory? Because if they aren't, they're not, they're not, they're clearly not self-aware. 
And so it's they're, a they're, self-perpetuating thing. And donors don't see – I've spoken to people on, on boards, trustees, in some cases presidents – not presidents, chairmen of boards of trustees or chairwomen of boards of trustees. And I've said, this is going on at your school. And the truth of the matter is most folks who are in that position care more about the prestige of that position than they do about the facts. I mean, we don't have knighthoods in this country. So being a trustee of a prestigious school is a big deal. Being chairperson, chair of a, of a big name school is very prestigious. So nobody rocks the boat. The inmates are running the asylum. So it's it's almost like they're having a inbred problem where it's it's just too much of the same, bring in the same, bring in the same, and now they've gotten into their own bubble and they don't see how messed up they are. No, they don't see how messed up they are. They think, as a matter of fact, they think that anybody who doesn't believe that way should be um, canceled, canceled. Uh, not allowed. Um, I mean, the, the essence of critical race theory is that, and critical theory, actually, which supersedes critical race theory, critical theory is, is really summed up almost entirely by uh, an article that uh, Herbert Marcuse, who's one of the founders of the theory, said, which is repressive tolerance. If you don't believe what I believe, I'm tolerant. If you don't believe what I believe, you need to be repressed. You need to be expunged. So it's it's a sort of a totalitarian wow. world. It's really idolatry. <laughs> wow. I, I want to address, uh, you know, specifically with the examples we've been talking about here when it comes to the Holocaust. Obviously, there's got to be a, a large population of, of Jewish students at that university or others that might be talking yeah. about these things. What's the reaction of the Jewish community to this stuff? Because I have personally spoken to World War II vets who have liberated concentration camps. I have had those conversations. I have spoken to a survivor from a concentration camp. I've seen the horror in their eyes from what they experienced. So to deny it seems to be, I mean, I, and I know it's out there, but to find it in our college campuses, in our faculty of our institutions of higher learning, this is appalling. Well, so you asked me, I skipped over part of your first question, which is one of the things that really got me going here. There are other conspiracy theories, by the way, but one of the things that got me going was, these, was the Holocaust denial on both sides, the Holocaust denial or minimalism the history denial on both sides, far right and far left, because my father was a survivor. Um, oh, wow. In, 19, in 1941, the Nazis marched into Svexen, Lithuania. Um, this is in the same, in 1940, the president of Lithuania said that there's no anti-Semitism in Lithuania and that our society is based on universal values, universal human rights. That didn't get very far. <laughs> so my whole father's family was wiped out. My closest oh. relative is a second cousin, once removed, whose mother happened to get to Palestine at the time um, before the war. Otherwise, there would be nobody on my father's side. And um, my father was uh, was sent to the Svetland Heidekrupp war camp. Then he was sent to Auschwitz, where he was, you know, quote unquote, fortunate enough to be sent to clean up the Warsaw Ghetto. Then he was sent to Dachau. When he was liberated, he was under 70 pounds. Wow. So for someone to, 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 to you know, um, 
have this, you know, sell his scholarship that somehow that didn't happen or that 11% of the people in the United States under 40 now believe who have been recent college graduates believe that the Holocaust um, was caused by the Jews. 15% think, believe like bots that it was either, it's either sort of a myth or was greatly exaggerated. So this is really bad. And, uh, and, and it's super duper offensive to me. And that's why I spent all of my free time, my discretionary free time for 20 months, writing the book, researching it. And then, I mean, this could have, this book could have been three times the size, um, you know, and the stuff that I discarded, which is, but you can't, you've got to write a readable. I, I wanted to write a, a readable, accessible book. Um, so, uh, but it's, it's, it's truly distressing. And I'm worried about the future of society until we get people back to critical thinking. I don't want to minimize the Holocaust discussion at all, um, but I do have to uh, point out and reference the fact that this effort to cancel history doesn't end with the Holocaust either. We're seeing a lot of American history being canceled as well, uh, at least papered over. And is it connected? Are these the same two? Is it the same forces at play, uh, Scott, or is it something different? Well, let me give you an example. I'll, I'll stay with this. I'll, I, I, I will, we'll do the flip side of the Holocaust. So um, the Holocaust, the deniers say, was just to create uh, the state of Israel and to steal money from Germans. So for the far right, the Jews are fake white. Um, and they basically aren't really white. They are these conniving schemers. For the far left, and this is the commonalities they keep showing in the book time and time again, is for the far left, the Jews are hyper white. They are not indigenous. Somehow the Old Testament, the, the, the Hebrew scriptures, the new Christian scriptures, the Roman historians all lied and Jews aren't indigenous to the Middle East. Somehow they appeared in 250 years ago in Russia. So they deny history. I mean, you can be for against the state of, of, of Israel, but you shouldn't deny history and say that Israelis somehow parachuted from, from <laughs> Russia and where they somehow were created right. and ignore literally every history book, ancient history book, period. They and wipe out three thousand years of Jewish indigeneity in the land of Israel. So this is, you know, the reason I'm I'm focused on the Jews here is Jews are called the canaries in the coal mine. I don't know if you've heard that term, but it's a I frequent have. term. Yeah. When you have discrimination, when you have rampant anti-Semitism, you later get societal breakdown because just because the Jews are the easiest target. It's easier to deny Jewish history. So that's been done for the past 25, 30 years. Now let's move on to other histories, deny those too. But it's not just that they're denying Jewish history. They're denying Turkish history, you know, the Ottoman Empire. They're denying what happened, Persian Empire. They're denying Chinese, uh, Chinese Empire, Russian Empire. The only thing that's being focused on is somehow the United States and the evils of the United States. There are plenty of empires in the world. Some of them were brown, some of them were black, some of them were white. That doesn't make any of them good, but it, you know, we had a history and we have to come to grips with our history today.
the uh, campuses that allow this type of discussion or thought, I guess uh, part of my problem with this, I've always felt like the, like college campuses should be open to all ideas and they should be able to be deba- debate them freely, discuss them, regardless of how fringe they are or how mainstream they are. That's kind of the purpose of higher learning, I think. Uh, we've seemed to shy away, shy, have shied away from that. But do these campuses that have the professors, like the ones you're talking about, Arthur Butts and others, do they um, allow a debate on these topics? Do they actually have open forums where they discuss these, Scott? The answer is no. The answer is, first of all, for the far right, this is primarily they're not on campus. Um, and it's a serious problem because you know, it's not a serious problem that the far right isn't on campus, but it's a serious problem that conservatives aren't on campus. Because if you look at any, there have been a number of surveys that I've looked at, and it's all 12 to 1, um, liberal to Marxist versus some moderate to conservatives being the one. And so there is no diversity of thought. There's no diversity of perspective. And that's problematic for any sort of learning of critical thinking. Even if you just want to sharpen your skills of debating someone who has a different opinion. So there's a bubble. And that bubble, anytime again, we're all thinking the same thing, it means none of us are thinking. And that's what's going on in on many campuses. And it's going on knowingly. And it's even the motto, I take here the motto of Northwestern University, it, it, it corrupts the very motto of what the university was supposed to stand for. And that's why it hurt so much because I have two degrees from Northwestern. I really cherished my education. And now that's not available there. And it's really not available in too many campuses around around the United States. I don't want to ask where your children are going to college, but um, some are better, some are worse. But by and large, they're all problematic. Obviously, from a political standpoint, we're hearing a lot more about college campuses and their intolerance and their uh, lack of an ability to allow. Uh, I mean, we, we know that that speakers are canceled if they happen to have a, a political ideology that that uh, someone or, or a few people don't like on the campus. How is this type of thing allowed to stand? I mean, this you know you mentioned some percentages, but still this can't be mainstream thought. This can't be. I mean, it's almost it's dangerous, and we're going to get into how dangerous it is. But it's dangerous. How can it be allowed to stand? Well, it's allowed to stand because people used to think that okay, kids went to campus, they were you know off in their bubble, they were thinking all sorts of things, and then they got out and had to get a job, and some mud was thrown at them, and they had to take it off and clean it off, and then they would be back to reality. The problem is, is that's not what's happening. The problem is, is that what's happening, it's not like Vegas. Um, What's happening on campus is spreading. It's spread into media. It's spread into certainly journalism writ large, entertainment. um, And all of the leading liberal institutions that we used to rely on. And this idea, which emanates from critical theory, that you shouldn't be allowed to disagree is essentially totalitarian in nature. And that's dangerous. It's really, really dangerous. Now, why is it being led? Because everybody, because frankly, people don't have the courage to speak. Trustees don't have the courage 
to fulfill their responsibilities. Um, and taxpayers and the like, I mean, a lot of this is being funded. Stephen Salado was being paid for by the taxpayers of Illinois. And um, many of these other campuses are Rutgers is a, is a public university where people where, you know, Professor Jasper Puar is perpetrating blood libels that would have made, you know, would have worked in the 12th century pretty well. Um, and yet nobody's talking to New Jersey legislators because suddenly there's free when whenever you complain about any of this, it's freedom of speech. Well, that's in a certain kind of way repressive tolerance to keep borrowing from Herbert Marcuse because the people that are being repressed are anybody who disagrees. I mean, there's a hegemony on campus. And so it's all of our responsibilities. That's why I spent a lot of time working on this book. And believe me, people who don't like what I've written don't really don't like what I've written. Yeah, I'm sure that's the case. We're talking. <laughs> we're talking tonight with Scott yes. Shea. Uh, by the way, his website is scottshea.com. He's the author of a book that we're discussing tonight: "Conspiracy: You, a Case Study." Scott, you mentioned that uh, this, these ideologies, these conspiracy theories, are spilling out of these college campuses and infecting uh, other parts, media, and other parts of our lives. I don't know what your politics are specifically, and I don't mean to make this a political discussion at all, but we are seeing a lot of former faculty become part of our government, not just federal, state governments as well. Are they bringing these ideas with them, Scott? Well, yes. Look, I have a personal bias in that I think government officials should also have worked in the private sector as well, at least some of them. It'd be nice. And um, <laughs> that's becoming less and less people who have to make a payroll. Yeah. Um, you know, when we started the bank, we were losing money. We started the bank 20 years ago and uh, we were losing money. And uh, because we started from scratch, no deposits, no clients, no nothing. And making sure that you remain solvent is a good discipline. Um, these universities have multi-billion dollar endowments. Um, Tuition is raised at will, and students are being saddled with over a trillion dollars in debt. I mean, there's a fundamental problem here, and nobody's ringing the bell. And I think taxpayers and citizens ought to ring the bell. Uh, really, it's really a, a a vicious circle. I mean, the the share of GDP that um, universities consume has more than tripled in my lifetime. And I'm not sure that people are getting a better education. I, I mean, I'm like saying it. that facetiously, but are you saying that facetiously? Sure. And are you finding, but you finding some of these ideas, whether it's Holocaust denial or others, because there are others, uh, are they making their way into public policy or government discussions? Sure. hundred percent, hundred percent. People are saying, you know, it's like uh, people are saying crazy things. It's as uh, as it was said in um, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the book, but you know, uh, people are believing uh, seven crazy things before breakfast. In some cases, now in other cases, no. I don't want to say that governments overrun with this. I, I really think that's a a, um, a a misnomer. But I will say this that the far right calls the United States government the Zionist occupied government because they say the Zionists have taken over the government, which is another leitmotif that I couldn't believe. And, you know, you get a little bit of that on the far left. In reality, 
I think, and just going back to the main point, I think it's nice to have a balance in government with people who, yes, they are theoreticians, but also have people who, yes, they had to make a payroll. Yeah, uh, I, I owned a, a company uh, that owned a bunch of radio stations. I've lived those sweaty nights where I was worried about payroll the next day and had to do that. And I understand the pain and the angst involved in that. And running a business of any kind has become so difficult, which is why I stick to a camera and a microphone and just do it on my own anymore. Because uh, being an employer is not a, not a pretty picture. We have about five minutes left with you. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Britt uh, ask the next question, but I di- but I did want to give you an opportunity. The book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, online. Also, I'm imagining in stores as well. Yeah, it's it's part of the Simon and Schuster catalog. It's it's not hard to get the book. Um, you can get it anywhere quality books are sold. Unfortunately, there are fewer and fewer independent bookstores, so the easiest place to get it is online with Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Unfortunately, I wish there were more independent bookstores. But um, and you mentioned my website scottshay.com. I write about other things too. I do write about uh, um, some financial issues. I wrote about PPP. I wrote about uh, LIBOR. I wrote about you know all sorts of things. Um, crypto uh, on my website. Crypto. I actually I spoke on crypto at the Economic Club of New York recently. I watched that. Uh, oh, good. So I we with Signature Bank is one of the leading banks in the United States. Uh, I would say the leading bank, if I say so, um, <laughs> in all humility. And I want to say that humility is one of my best um, one of my best traits. Um, the uh, <laughs> just one of them. Just one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, so we're we're leading in in providing the infrastructure. We don't actually deal with retail, but we provide the infrastructure for a, a good chunk of the cryptocurrency legitimate world. Wow! So your bank, I couldn't go open up my uh, an account there as just a a retail person. You can. We're we're primarily a business bank. I mean, gotcha. primarily we're a business bank, but you can, we would take, we take anyone who walks in, we'll open an account for them. Um, right, well, I do have a business too. Are to. you in, are you in, are you in Southern California? Are you in California? I'm a we California just, person. we, we now, we now have opened up in Southern California. We were in New York and we've opened up in, uh, we've got uh, five offices in Southern California. We're in San Francisco. We're in Sacramento. Um, awesome. So well, we're I'm there. Looking, you I'm can Google DMA. us. Yeah, I'm with B of A and I'm looking to get away from the big, yeah, I'm looking to get away and put my money where my mouth is because I run it a lot. I mean, also people out there, I personally listen listen to your book. I do all my books on audio uh, and this book is available on audio. And uh, while you're working, while you're driving, you just put this knowledge in your head so you can disseminate it to your kids so they can go in to the battlefield armed with facts and knowledge and what to watch for. My question to you, number one, is should I keep buying uh, Bitcoin or should I be with Ethereum? Two, are we, where are we in the curve of this getting better? Are we still climbing the hill or are we just getting, to, or is, are we on the downhill slide into fixing this? Where are we at? Fixing crypto or fixing the economy? Fixing the school problem and the, the, okay. all these conspiracy, the craziness. Yeah. And then the, and just for me personally, crypto, is it, should I go Bitcoin or should I go Ethereum? I, I have a lot of Ethereum, but I'm looking to buy more. Well, look, I, I last thing I can do is give investment advice, and so I'm going <laughs> to disclaim that entirely. Yep, um, exactly. 
I'm going to disclaim that entirely. So uh, whatever I say is just personal opinion. Um, I think that longer term, you want to be careful in looking at the technologies involved. Um, Bitcoin has become a store value because it was sort of the first cryptocurrency out there. But in terms of in terms of technology, Ethereum and some of the newer um, uh, blockchains like uh, Polkadot, Stellar, um, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of them um, that I could name. Um, Salerno um, are yep, are are going to have use cases that are going to be exciting. Um, uh, you know, over the long haul. Um, and so it depends. Stores of value. Um, Bitcoin is the bit is the is the is the currency owned by most people, so it tends to be the most. Um, personally, I you know uh, personally I'm more in, I'm more um, an Ethereum person, but I could be wrong. Awesome. I'm yeah, much well, we could all be wrong. We could all be right. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it rock stars, I'll give you all the credit. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, and then, and then are we getting, is it getting is, better or worse? Yeah, where are it's we getting at in that worse. Line? We're it's getting okay. worse. And and you know, I if I if my father hadn't taught me never to despair, I'd be despairing because I see <laughs> no real pushback. I mean, when you read some of this crazy stuff that where's the taxpayers and parents who are sending their children to, to school and endowments are subsidizing and donors are subsidizing, um, it's remarkable and remarkably crazy. And nobody is calling out on it. And if you criticize, you enter, you can't even enter the bubble of criticizing because if you do, you be, you're, you're called a racist or you'll be called a reactionary or um, an, you know, against progress, um, against free speech. So the very definitions of terminology become very hard to deal with on campus and in academia. I think it's getting worse and worse. And I'm really worried about it. Otherwise, again, I wouldn't have taken so much time out of my life. I have a busy day job. Um, and yeah. I, I, you know, I really do. And I would not be doing this at, you know, 10 o'clock at night if I didn't feel 10 o'clock, at least my time. Um, yeah. If I didn't feel like this was super duper important, Scott. Um, right. I, uh, sorry, Britt. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Apologize for keeping you overtime here, and I appreciate you uh, being okay with it okay. for the moment. But I did want to ask, as it relates to all of this, how is social media handling these things? Social media is a amplifier. Uh, it's not, I don't, I don't think social media, I mean, so there's a lot of problems with social media. That's a whole nother podcast. Um, I did a lot of research for the book on Twitter. Um, and personally, if there was one thing I could uninvent, it would be Twitter. There's so much anger on Twitter. I didn't know about this oh. anger until I started reading anger. And then the next person becomes angry and retreats something else. that's angry. Yeah. And then they're angry that the other person retreated. I, I, I actually, I, I haven't looked at Twitter for, I, I stopped looking at it for months after I wrote this book because it's such a depressing, dis, dis, dispiriting place. Um, and maybe there's something they can do to fix it. But, you know, setting aside the cat videos, they're, they're, it, within academia, it's really a hard place to, you, you realize why people have psychological issues 
when they spend a fair amount of time on um, at least Twitter. That's the one I spent the most time on because that's the way a lot of academics communicate. Is that the sort? Is that the core problem? No. I guess. I guess my question. Does it make it worse? Yes. Let, let me just hone down on the question a little bit. Facebook is notorious now for fact checking things. Do they fact check this, Scott? These ideas? You know, it, it, unfortunately, not really. I mean, you know, there was a time when you couldn't write uh, that there was the potential that the COVID virus came from the Wuhan lab, and then because I was considered just not acceptable. Like I said, you know, about, you know, critical theory. If it's not acceptable, it has to be repressed. And now it's maybe possible. We don't have enough evidence. I'd say the truth of the matter on that is we just don't have enough evidence. Yeah. And, and we may never, we may not for decades have enough evidence. I mean, don't forget, and this is not to start a conspiracy theory that, that happened, <laughs> um, but you know, there was a, a question mark as uh, there was a period of time um, a couple of decades ago where scientists in the United States were puzzled that the a flu virus appeared that was extraordinarily the same as a 1970s flu virus. Um, and it turned out that there was experimentation being done in China and it got out and it was a flu. It oh. wasn't the end of the world. And that only came out like 30 years later. Because, but there were no facts. You could have that theory, but there were no facts. And, but that's not to say that an absence of evidence. I mean, if you watch, and I've become a student of these conspiracy theories like Alien and uh, Alien Invaders, you know, and on the History Channel, you know, where they <laughs> say in a deep voice, the absence of evidence doesn't mean evidence of absence, you know, I mean, or something like that. Right, right. Um, and, and, you know, it doesn't make any sense anyway. But you can't also say, which I find is a commonality in conspiracy theories, is that, I mean, Butts and Thrasher and others that I, and Winnegar and others that I talk about, Saleda, I mean, I can go down the list, the, 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 the Hall of Fame here. The, they will frequently say, well, we, the, the, in, in, in this case, the Jews, they're so good at covering up, they must have forged this stuff because it couldn't have happened otherwise. So the fact that there's no evidence of this is actually evidence of just how crafty and evil this moneyed cabal is. So you get this crazy stuff. I mean, absolutely crazy where no evidence means that it's worse because it clearly must have been covered up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. And people are getting awards for books on this. It's crazy. Uh, I'm going to let Britt ask the last question because he's been holding his tongue there, and then we're going to—I promise—we'll let you go, Scott. Yep. Then I'm going to. Then I'm going to. My head's going to hit the pillow. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Right after yours, and I'm in California. It's 7:42, and I want to go to bed. <laughs> I just have. So my kids are in uh, community college. They're going to do a year or two and knock out the basics, and then they're going to go to the state level. If you were to send your kid today to a state level school, which one would you send them to? In California? Well, anywhere. Um, I, I will send them anywhere as long as it's not Woketopia. It's, it's it, you know, you're going to have to, first of all, things change. You're going to have to, um, I will tell you, do the work. I will also say that the closer that someone stays to the hard sciences, the better. Because the other thing that my research showed is that this is most prevalent in the humanities because 
you can say whatever you want and it's peer reviewed by other people who think exactly the same way as you the social sciences to some degree so the closer they stick with um the closer they stick with science where there's still the discipline that you if you add two elements together they have to come out to the same molecule or if you do the math even though math is getting a little woke today too yeah, it is um <laughs> yeah, yeah. but and you know there's no right answer two plus two you're saying it's five well that's your truth right um yeah so next school please but, yeah that's that's i hate to be yeah i hate to be treated by the doctor who learned two plus two is five but the the reality is that the closer you stay to science the better and okay. the closer you stay to math the better and um sadly that's 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 more and more the case scott good luck with the book again the book is called conspiracy you a case study available on amazon and barnes and noble and other places that you buy books uh your other books uh it, obviously each one stands alone but uh yep. if someone was to like conspiracy you would you recommend another one of your books uh as well they should then in good faith, questioning religion and atheism. Perfect. Thanks for your time. That, that was, uh, yeah. Yes. That, that, that book was a five-year effort. Wow. So well, I'm good proud for of you. That good for you, and you should be proud. Thanks for your time, Scott. We appreciate you being here. It's a pleasure to be here tonight. Take care. Good, good night, things Scott. to you. All right. So, again, the book uh, title, just because I like to make sure people can remember it, it is Conspiracy You, a Case Study. Again, and we put the link the Amazon link in, our, in the oh. description of the uh, of the show tonight, so you can find it there easily enough. Wow! I mean, I knew there was some of this stuff I, going I, on, Britt. I just did not realize how how deep it was and how seriously it has been taken. As you know, on my other program, I talk about conspiracy theories. Yeah, like he would be great landing, on that show. Like the moon landing wasn't real, or yeah. you know, uh, the, the Earth, flat Earth theory. You know, the, I talk about those th those things, and part of the fun for me in talking about them, and I'm not going to betray whether or not I believe them or not. But part of the fun is hearing somebody lay out their quote unquote evidence for it. If yeah, someone was to their, sit there, their truth. yeah, if someone was to sit there and lay out the evidence to me that the Holocaust never happened, I mean. I, I could take it for about 30 seconds and then I would be screaming because I mean, there's just, yeah. obviously I have personal experience. Not that I lived during the time and not that I personally uh, was in a concentration camp or saw any of that, but I've talked to people that have, and there's two, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. And if, that, the fact that it's, it's rooted in our uh, higher institutions yeah. of higher learning, this is insane. No, it, it, it's crazy. I, I'm about halfway through listening to his book. And even though the interview's done, I'm going to listen to the rest of the book because it's that it's that I, 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 I while I'm working my day job, I find myself saying, I'm like, no, what? what? My brother looks at me crazy. He's like, you're talking to yourself because I can't believe what he's saying. But he has the facts right there. And it's just but then it also in a really sad, dark way, it. Um, it confirms some of my thoughts. Some of the things that you know that you think about, you go, no way, and I don't want to think that because that's not. Oh man, that is actually true. Yeah. That is really disgusting and sad. And I am where I I don't know where to send my kids, JV. I mean, I, they have a good base, yeah. but I don't know where to send them where they're not going to get canceled or cornered and beat up or yeah. you know Antifa. You know, where will they be safe? To 
And when did college become groupthink and not being challenged? That's college was about sending people to be challenged. Challenge your thinking, grow strong in your thinking. I I don't and the fact that he says it's getting worse, we still have rougher times to go through, that's that's that sucks. Yeah. Um I had seen a statistic and I I I I think he may have even quoted it tonight, but I had seen a statistic at some point that the number of people under the age of, I'm just going to make up numbers now, but it's approximate, the number of people under the age of 30 that believe the Holocaust was a was a fake, it's it's significant. It's like 40% or something like that. I mean, it's... Un, it's yeah, 40, fake or minimal, they, minimi- they minimize it. They say it's, it's overblown. I mean, this, this, like is a, this is another glaring example of the failure, not just of higher... I mean, they they by the time they get to college, they should have they this. Should know they this. should know this so well that anybody who spews this, this nonsense to them, they could stand up and say, that's garbage and here's why. But they don't know it because the public education system is failing them on every level. These teachers that want uh, this, the, this, the, the whole system, and I don't blame individual teachers per se, but they're part of the problem because they're allowing this to happen. But these teachers that are constantly asking for more money, constantly asking for more time off. That was an article we did the other day, and I actually saw it repeated. Yep. They're looking for mental health days because it's so stressful now that they have to be back in the classroom. Um, and and they have they have tenured jobs they can't get fired from. They've got amazing health care. They've got amazing retirements. They've got an, uh, an amazing schedule, summers off, et cetera. Uh, and they're not teaching our kids they're not teaching, and well, this is this. Teaching. No, they're indoctrinating. They're, they're indoctrinating, yeah. which is and, teaching. But yeah, and that's. I mean, this system has to be blown up. We have to tear down the yeah, public education up. system and allow it to be privatized and allow uh, competition to. The money uh, follows the student. Yeah. Wow. Money follows the student. It's insane. Um, I am at the point now with teachers, if you are not actively pushing back on this crap that's being taught to our kids, you are the problem. Yeah, uh, there's no more. Fair. There's no more. Uh, there's no more. It's the union doing. It's the union. But no, no, you're, you are the union. I'm sorry, but you need to own up to what you're doing. And here's the other thing, the whole inbred thing. I mean, these kids go to the universities that teach them the crap to become teachers. They become teachers in elementary school, raising our kids with the with the woke crap they learned in the the university level. The kids go through elementary getting, and then they go into university getting the same crap to make more teachers. Who now they've been completely indoctrinated all the way through their entire life. Now they're teaching. And and, and what was that Russian KGB agent that said it only takes twenty years to make this happen? And and we're fucking. Oops, sorry. And we're watching it. Since when do you apologize for saying throwing an f bomb? When is that? This ever is been a different kind of show. <laughs> this is a different kind of show. This show's a little, a little more, a little, a little more learned, I guess. Yeah. Although I don't know how learned I am. So hey, I have to apologize to everybody. My quick little exit. Our neighbor's dog jumped in the fence into our backyard. We have cats. That dog was trying to get in the back door. Ay, ay, ay. The girls are. Are freaking out so that's why i was like get me off camera i gotta go deal it's a big german shepherd so uh i muted my mic and i ran and i'm glad i'm not bit because it's a big fucking dog Hmm. oh i just said the f word there we go apologize please i'm sorry i'm sorry for saying the f word 
on the Patriots. Yeah, uh, the the he, he doesn't uh, even know what the name of the game. show is. So he, I don't even know now. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but I will say this: his book is worth reading. I also watched an interview uh, on his other book, uh, Faith, uh, the the Faith and uh, the Atheism book. That was an interesting interview, and I'm actually going to l- listen to that book next. But it, uh, man, it's crazy how you can see the matrix when you stuff your head full of information. And that's what the show is doing. What you looking at? I was just checking out chat over here. Anything going on in chat? Oh, uh, no, some idiots. I can't see Some idiots right said, now. angry, ranting, conservatard, socialism shall prevail. Obviously, somebody went to the public education system. <laughs> socialism shall prevail. Has he not studied history? No, show clearly me, not. Buddy, no. show me, show me <laughs> one country, one country in the history of humanity that has succeeded under true socialism. Show me one. Yep. There is none. There isn't. In utopia, it's an amazing thing. If if socialism well, you take, could if you work, take human nature out of the equation, it can be wonderful. Yeah, exactly. It could be it'd be wonderful, but it doesn't work that it way. It does not. Sorry, work. It does not work. Not at all. But you know what? There's countries you can go to. But it's so. really, really easy to be in the the, uh, the the greatest country in the history of the world with the most abundance, the most wealth, and the highest standard of living in history and sit there from that perch and talk about the wonders of socialism. Because at that point, you've forgotten how you got everything you, you have. The reason we have all yeah. those things is because of the free market capitalist system whereby uh, we have individual freedoms and individual uh, uh, ability, uh, equal opportunity and ability to thrive and excel and all those things. Without that stuff, none of this exists. So if you are nope. that hell-bent on socialism, go to one of the countries that's that's living under that system, spend six months there, and then then we'll talk. Go to Cuba for six months. Go to go to Venezuela yeah, go to for six months. months and I, then am, come uh, I am I am I am completely comfortable in saying that the world is as amazing as it as it is with abundance and technology and medical advancements because of America. That's it. Because of our system. Mm-hmm. And oh, and when you go to Cuba. When you go to Cuba to the socialist system, they're even benefiting from our capitalism. That's right. Because they bring some of it in, some of it trickles in. So take your socialism and cram it. Oh, I know. I know. Just- this is what's going to happen, JV. It sounds so good. We are so spoiled. It's been, although inflation is happening, shortages are happening, people are starting to freak out. I mean, I was just in LA today in the rain working and uh, overheard a conversation between two literally pink, mohawked, punk girls at this apartment I was working on, on the roof and whatnot, and they were freaking out about the price. And they were, exactly. And they were bitching about how they voted for Joe Biden because he said he was going to fix all this stuff. I was rolling inside. I just wanted to hand him one of our cards that says Independence Gang said, listen here, but um, yeah. I didn't want to get fired. Uh, IT job. Samo or It Samo or It Samo. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it, but it's Sam over there. Um, said we don't have to uh, th- uh, guess about socialism, I think is what he's talking about, because it's here. And that's true, too. I mean, a lot of the things that we point yeah. to as problems in this country that were that some people are asking the government to solve, the reason those problems exist is because we've adopted socialist ideas for those particular categories or those particular uh, parts of the economy or whatever it happens to be. We have not allowed the free market to uh, to prevail. Uh, healthcare is a perfect example. College education is another perfect example. 
We we have oh, adopted everybody. socialist ideas in those sectors, and those sectors are screwed up because of it. And it's going to take a lot to undo that. But we're I, I think we're going to get but to that not, level. I think we're going to get. I don't know that we'll ever undo those things. The problem is they keep at now they want more government intervention to solve the problems that government created. That's that were created to solve the problems that government created that were created to solve the problems that government created and one of those mere things where you see yourself forever oh yeah 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 so how so well when we when we run out of money and everything collapses won't that be the great reset won't that be well you know what they say what what are the what are the what do the marxists say burn it to the ground and rebuild out of the ashes okay yeah yeah you're not going to be the ones rebuilding we will be because you marxists are going to be dead as capitalists, we're going to survive because we're workers. We don't depend on other people to provide for us. We provide for ourselves, and we will rebuild this country, and it'll be far better than it was before. Of course, we'll base it off the Constitution. We'll just build on top of the Constitution, rebuild it all without you guys. And when you poke your little heads up, <laughs> we'll just kick you up to Canada or knock you down to Mexico, and then you know they can deal with you. Wisconsin uh, gifted us a cookie for the whatnot. Thank you Woo-hoo! so much. If it was, if I knew it was that easy, just let Brit say whatnot all the time, and we get uh, cookies and shades and <laughs> battleships or whatever the heck is over there. I would let him say it all the time. Whatnot? Oh my god! Holy shit! What? Holy shit! I didn't set up. I totally forgot to set up Rumble. Oh. It just dawned on me. <laughs> Sorry, people on Rumble. I totally forgot to set that stream up. Damn it. And uh, if anybody's <sighs> wondering why we ask you to set up a couple of platforms, that's why. This is why. Wait, <laughs> Absolutely. This is why. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe it. I, I, it literally just hit me right now. <sighs> Oops. Boy. Oh my God! Speaking of life, so what's going on, Jay? What are we doing? What are we doing? What do you mean? What are we doing? Do we talk about the new show at the beginning. Do we talk about the new show? Do we tease? Well, the new we show can we can tease it a little bit, I suppose. Um, we I guess we can. I, I mean, you and I are still working out details, but I suppose we can tease it. Go ahead and tease it because I'm I'm curious as to what uh, you're going to say. <laughs> oh really? I'm just going to make it up. I was just going to be. I'm figured, just going to wing it. Yeah. So, so, so JV and I are going to do porn. No. Um, so the, I know exactly. I was just trying to get a rise out of you, but I'm bummed. Um, so, uh, we are, because JV and I have a lot of connection to the, uh, the paranormal type world. Um, we are going to start doing, uh, a paranormal type show. We don't know exactly what yet. And when we say paranormal, we don't mean ghosts. I mean, we will do ghosts, but. No Bigfoot UFOs, but we're also going to have a horror movie component to it. You know, talk about horror movies and, you know, uh, maybe review some horror movies, talk about that world a little bit. I don't, which I, maybe kind of pop culture We're kind of, we're kind of fleshing it out right now. So if you have any suggestions, uh, go to uh, uh, viewer mail uh, at independencegang.com, viewer mail at independencegang.com. Let us know what you would like to see outside of the world of politics. My problem is, is I am so depressed and so angry because I do the show every night and there's like no relief. There's no, there's no fun. There's no, it's just, uh, 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 uh. And I, I, I need something that makes me laugh and, um, you know, want to live life. And we're, we're, you know, we're talking about maybe, you know, maybe doing like some Bigfoot hunts 
um, and you guys can come along with us type of thing. Uh, so we're, we're looking at stuff like that or, or going to locate, going on location and doing some investigating and streaming it for you guys to watch or maybe join. We don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I know. You, teaser that just pretty much laid out. No, you, you, I mean, you threw it all out there. But, um, you know, one of the things that we're, we're really considering is, is looking at, first of all, uh, some case studies of what it can be paranormal. It can be true crime. It can be just mysteries. Uh, and, and then especially if they have a pop culture component where we can, you know, we can relate to there have been a lot of movies about uh, infamous paranormal incidents, whether it's a, uh, you know, a, a haunting like uh, the Amityville house or it's a UFO case like Fire in the Sky, which is Travis Walton, or it's a Bigfoot encounter. There's there are films about that. Um, you know, there's a lot of pop culture related to things that have happened in the paranormal community that we talk about a lot in the paranormal community. And we're going to tie some of that together. And yeah, this is, Britt and I realized that talking about uh, what's going on in our political climate five nights a week is making us very grumpy, very, very grumpy. And uh, we need something that makes us laugh a little bit too. So we're going to do, we're we're going to fool around with that. We'll see how it works out. You know, we'll see how, how it, how it ends up unfolding and it'll kind of be a, a, an experiment that we'll do live and we'll, and let it unfold as it unfolds. Yeah, and that will be uh, that will be on Tuesdays and Thursdays when we don't have interviews to do, or it might be just Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we won't do interviews anymore. Or we'll do them both. We don't know. We're totally flying by the seat of our pants right now as to where this all lands. But <laughs> we want to do some stuff that's fun, and we also want to save our country. Yeah, both. We want to do both. Maybe we can ghost hunt yeah, in the White House. Nice. Let's get in the White House. I think someone will let us in there to do a little investigation. Ghost hunters tried and tried and tried, but man, I don't think they want those walls talking. Yeah, that's true too. Oh my God. The things that. Breaking, don't suggest that, that this that is in our niche as well, because this is too. It's just a question of being able to. Uh, laugh a little in addition to be angry about what's going on in the nation we're we're going to continue to be angry about what's going on in our nation because we have to be and we've got to fight it yeah so that's going to continue Somebody's got to. it's just hey let's do something else that gives us a, a different release gives us an opportunity to laugh a little with folks and you guys can come laugh with us that's right you know and you know and you know and if we're doing a ghost investigation we're going to ask conservative questions <laughs> we'll do political investigations. We'll do political ghost hunting. Yes, yes. Turn, turn the light on if you're a Republican. <laughs> make make the make the K two go off if you're if you're a Republican. <laughs> make the K two flash if you were here when Gary Hart was with his mistress. that guy dared the media to follow him what and they an did but an idiot i mean that would be a show all by itself all these these <laughs> hilarious political moments like that one and when john Ed- john edwards right wasn't he the vice presidential candidate john edwards that was oh, his name, um, right? I, I get him confused right, right. with yeah. the psychic is there a psychic john edwards too i don't know yes there is yeah so that's why but he remember he, he was he got chased into a men's room and wouldn't come out of the men's room because he, he yes, was caught that's right he was, he was didn't he have a ba- a child with a woman and uh, some big scandal and he just completely oh disappeared from the yes. scene from that there's so many funny things like that we that would be a funny show going to like going to that restroom 
investigating that restroom. Oh not, my God, we're doing that. And not we're doing that. Not necessarily just for the paranormal. Just do it as like a report. Just go check out the bathroom. Talk to the people that were there. Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. Do we know? Do we know what? Do we know what hotel that? Do we I'm know sure what we can find out Gary easily Hart enough. Got in? I'm sure oh, we can yeah, find no, no, all we, that stuff out. God, we could go. We could sneak yeah. onto the property of the Chappaquiddick Pond where Kennedy killed that girl. Yeah. What well, was that? Was it? Uh, Maybe we could do an EVP session. Yeah, from that there. would be cool. Yeah. Not Laura QAnon. Knock two times if you voted for Biden. Well, a lot of dead people did, so <laughs> we'll probably get a lot of answers for that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. June. That says, is what we June should says do. If they're a Democrat ghost, they'll be too busy voting. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. I, I think we're onto something. I think we go to the sites of infamous political. I mean, we could go to where Reagan got shot. Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. You know, I, I like the funny stuff where where some silly, you know, something silly happened, but certainly the serious stuff too. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I wonder if we can get away with filming at some of those places. Well, if they're outside, we can. We're, yeah, we're right. we're not anyway. we're not making a movie. We're media, so that's true. That's true. Where else could we go? What else? Yeah, we need ideas in chat. We, uh, and whoever's listening to us, we need ideas. Viewer mail at independencegang.com. Yeah, we got to start. Anything yeah. that you guys can remember about funny stuff with politicians doing stupid shit, getting caught doing stupid shit. Yeah, and it doesn't just have to be doesn't just have to be federal politicians. It can be a state, you know, of, yes. like because a lot of states or even cities or local communities have these really bizarre uh, political stories you know and, and for example and this is a rather morbid one but it's one that stuck with me because i remember watching the news report when it happened who was the treasurer of the state of pennsylvania who shot himself during a press conference H had a press conference oh yeah had a, had a manila envelope open up the envelope pull out a gun put it in his mouth and shot himself on live tv yeah that was a hell of a way to go out he was a treasurer of the state of pennsylvania i believe uh but, you know, that's not a federal office. That's a state office. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that that would be interesting to to explore. I think I think that <laughs> happened in the early 80s. Early 80s. Yeah, a lot of weird shit happened in the 80s. Yeah. But you know what's funny is now today, today, would, would, would what Gary Hart did back then today, oh, would nothing. that derailed his career? No. Well, Nixon, nothing. Nixon wouldn't have had to resign if if by today's standards – Nixon but today said this will go. Yeah, I did it. Screw you. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh well. Uh, Liberty Bells in Foxhole gifted a can. Thank you so much, and thanks for the compliment. Yeah, live show from the French Laundry. I don't think we could afford to get in there, but yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, that would be amazing. That'd be great. That'd be funny. You know what we could do? We could we could dress as uh, staff, as Bell staff, <laughs> staff, and put some. You know, and I have this right here. I have this. Oh right boy. Here. Oh, I just got to reach for it in my cave. I'm in my cave. Gigi Law says so, that happened in the, 1987, just by the way. The, I can't remember the guy's name. Bud, Bud, Bud somebody, right? Oh, what is that? The other way. What is that? No, the other way. Other way. So, other way. Ah, other way. I'm trying. There. I'm trying. No, you're not. You keep there going the go. same way. I don't know what you're talking about. So these these, these little circles up here in these glasses, yeah. those are cameras. And it, it, it Bluetooths to your iPhone. Oh, that's cool. So I could... So I could go in a we go in a staff and I could have cameras on my glasses. <laughs> That's cool. What are we gonna? Why do we have to be incognito? What are we doing undercover? Because we can't have we can't afford the French laundry. Oh, okay. We're gonna we're gonna stroll in like we're staff. 
Walk right back into the kitchen. This is where oh, this is where Newsom was sitting when he was you carry the yeah. carry a tray like uh, what was that? Oh, uh, Chevy Chase. Remember the movie Fletch? Anybody know that one? Where he, yes, he walks yes. in, he picks up a tray, he's walking around. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, uh, we, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get right where Gavin Newsom was sitting without his mask on when he was making everybody else do it. We'll take a coronavirus meter. We'll wait. We'll go around the air to see if there's any oh, yeah. extra traces of coronavirus there because he was sitting there without we'll, a mask. We'll rename the K2. We'll rename <laughs> the, the K2 the coronavirus meters. <laughs> coronavirus meter. I'm looking for coronavirus. <laughs> no? Oh, yeah, no, I think it's perfect. I think it's right. excellent. Somebody might actually buy that. I mean, if I like, believe it, you know, I guess. Yeah. Not buy it, but believe it. <laughs> Oh my God! Undercover. Oh, there'll be some network that would buy it, probably, and put it on their. Oh man! Although the problem is, they're so liberal, they won't like us. They'll look right. at any of our shows and go, "Oh, now they got to be canceled." But we can stream it ourselves. Screw them. If we could actually take take the coronavirus meter and and go out with people and and like talk to them about it, interview them. Say, so this is a this is the new coronavirus meter. It'll detect coronavirus within a forty meter radius. You know, and, and like have a conversation with them, and oh they'll end God. up believing it <laughs> and get their opinion like on it. Like on the street. Yeah. Would you buy? Would you buy one of these? You know, go go. In. Oh, you do. <laughs> Fuck. Do I have any K twos left? I don't think I have any K twos left. Um, but when we go when we go to Atlanta, uh, Atlanta, Atlantic City, when we go to Atlantic City, and we're do, uh, and I'll go out and do the man on the street interviews in the bike show. And I'll get all, oh God, I got, I'm going to, I'm going to go into my storage unit and see if I have any K2s floating around, but we'll, oh my God, but you know, it'd be even funnier. Cause that crowd doesn't give a shit. I mean, they, they're, but I work in LA every day where people are double masked, gloved, goggled and driving in their car alone. That's the type of per, Hey, I got something to sell you snake oil style. This right here is a coronavirus detector. <laughs> you, just, you think you're right from, you just push this and you go like it. If it lights up to red. Back up. <laughs> oh man, would that be would that be too mean? Uh, it it would get close, but I don't know that I I don't know. I think it'd be too funny to be too mean. Well, it'd be too be too funny for us to think it's too mean. They may think it's mean, but you you know how <sighs> you know how Charlie Kirk sets up the table and says whatever the question is, convince me not or whatever, prove me wrong. <laughs> Rabbit hole said, "Go I'll to the place." Up- Swalwell farted on camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, that was in the Otundra on the Capitol. Rotundra. I mean, totally Rotundra. 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 Mr. Pronunciation. Well, there, you left out a whole letter. It's not just pronunciation. <laughs> hey. Words fact, are my fact, second language. You left out the first letter, which is kind of the most important letter, usually. <laughs> uh, actually, rotunda. Uh, then I leave out two letters. Rotunda. Tundra. It's not. Ro- no, it's tundra. it's rotunda. Yeah. Right, and I called it tundra. You you called it otundra. So you move the oh, R. Did I say otundra. F- yeah, you move the R from the beginning oh, okay. to the end, kind of. Put it on the back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Dexlexia. It's a fun place. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I said, we'll set up a table with a sign that says coronavirus detectors. <laughs> and we'll lay them out. We'll sell them. People will come up and yeah, I'll, I'll give illegal. them the pitch. That's illegal to actually sell them, just so you Is know. It? Oh, yeah. You can't. That's, fi- that's, that's controlled by the FTC. You can't say something does something that doesn't do it. That's not, that's not fair practice. 
That's oh. like, you know, well, they used to well, drive wait, around wait, wait, with, wait, wait, with wait, the wait, tonics. Remember they used to drive hold around on. with the snake oil salesman, exactly, the tonics. Yeah. You know, Uncle Bobby's uh, cancer okay. cure, drink this. Can't do that. But but why does the federal government get to do it with the goddamn vaccines? Because they don't work. Okay, well, that's a completely different story. But, yeah. So when the government does it, it's legal. But when we try hmm. to do it, they they either want to cut. Well, the government is well. This gets gets complicated, but they're not selling it to. We're not. They don't ask us for money when we get that. So it's it's a little different there too. Really? They take it out of our taxes. Yeah, I know, but they don't ask us for money. They can do anything they want with their taxes. That's their. That's their. That's their. uh, Mm. uh, I'm going to say it's a prerogative. It's really not, but it's the way the law is written. More my point was, you know, you said that you can't sell, you can't say something works when it doesn't work, and they're telling us that that's no, what, I know, I know, yeah, I know, I know. I hear you. I don't know what to do with that. All right, well, all right. So did we did we did we solve anything tonight? I think we we certainly created more work for ourselves. I know that. Oh boy, does it involve travel? <laughs> well, if we're going to these places, it would in some fashion. We'd have to. I just snorted. I just did one of those. Yeah, you did. What the hell? I don't know. I don't do Is that. Is there a steady so paycheck weird. involved? Well, that's that's the hard part right there. Uh, if there's a steady paycheck involved, I'll believe anything you say. Yeah, right. Um, I went and saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's a little bit of a letdown. I mean, it was nice, but is that the new one? It still wasn't the original. Yeah, I didn't even know it was out. One. Yeah, it's out. It was just uh, too predictable, I guess. That's the type of film. For, oh, that's the type of film. You know, yeah, well, yeah, and in films like that, you know, whether it's the original Ghostbusters, the original Caddyshack, the original Blazing Saddles, you know, pick these comedy classics. They are lightning in a bottle. They, you know, all the pieces worked or in some cases didn't work which came together to be what it was and you just can't recreate it and not that not that they were trying to recreate it, they're trying to continue it but you can't continue it because all, all those elements aren't there anymore and it's just not the same yeah no i mean it's worth seeing i mean i would i would i i'm happy i wouldn't saw it but i would not go see it again mm-hmm. and if you can catch it at the matinee price it's even better <clears throat> matinee who goes to the movies anymore brit nobody goes to the theater yeah, you do. Nobody else does. I I need the big screen so I can see everything. I can't see crap anymore. But I also like the surround sound and the heated the heated the heated lazy boys that they have that you lean back and you know JV they have bars at theaters now. Yeah, they will serve you food and alcohol at your seat. That's pretty cool. I that's, mean, it's amazing. Yeah. And the food is not bad. I mean, it's not like you're going to the French Laundry or anything, but the food's not bad. It's like, you know, Sizzler. (laughs) Animal House is another one. You're right. Animal House is another one. Yeah, Animal House. Anyway. All right. Let's call this. You sure? I'm tired of talking. (laughs) Grumpy old man. Will you stop calling me old? We've had this conversation. But I can call you grumpy? Yeah, grumpy. I don't care because I am grumpy. When you, are you going to get another Elon Musk haircut? Another Elon Musk haircut? Did you have a Super Red Bull or something? Here, did you long. have a Red Bull or did you eat some good and plenty? What's going on over there? I had to sprint out and back and it got all my shit going. 
Jesus, you're fired up. Well, I'm excited about the new show. Yeah, I am excited about. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about it too. I just have got to figure out exactly what it's going to be because we're all over the place. All right, let's. Yeah, but that's part of the fun. That is part of the fun. Okay, we need to call it a night. Why? How many people are watching us right now? A couple thousand? At least. The fact that they're still there, at least. The fact that they're still there is amazing. So obviously they'd like this. For, look, if you like this kind of banter back and forth, viewer mail at theindependencegang.com. <laughs> just put in what the subject get- line, <laughs> JV, leave the damn camera on. <laughs> uh, oh, did you release the scratchings? Uh, I don't have, uh, no, because I don't have Faxhole. I don't have nothing pulled up. I'm in my backup bat cave, so I don't have any of that shit. Oh. I guess I could. Well, it said it said somebody it. won one pill from the scratching, so somebody did something there. All right. Oh, I didn't release it. I guess I could. Okay, we're 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 done. Britt, say goodbye. Say goodnight, Alice. We'll see everybody. Man, did you, <laughs> Doctor Pepper? What did you? What the hell did you do? <laughs> I don't know. Well, this Coca-Cola, <laughs> you know, I would love, I would love to have an original Coca-Cola with the cocaine in it, their original formula. I wonder what that tastes like with cocaine. You know, I saw, I saw a funny meme and it was, uh, it was uh, some, it was a, it was a mom saying to some grandchild, a grandma saying to a grandchild, in my day, I used to do this and clean that and do this and cook a meal and keep the house clean and get the kids watched. Da, 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 da. And the kid looked up at grandma and said, yeah, but you had cocaine in your coke. So, I would like to try that. You are are you leaving? Did you just leave? I haven't gone anywhere. Did you? Oh, I I figured you just put me up on camera and said, "Okay, you're out of here. You're gonna go get something to eat." <laughs> just let him talk. Hey, I can talk, especially when I have energy. Um, but right, I mean, so Coca Cola actually had cocaine in it. I mean, I wonder what that tastes like. Or did people just like it because they got hooked on the cocaine? Is that how that worked? And how did they figure out that cocaine was an upper? Who was the person, the first person to turn it into powder? I mean, how did they figure that out? I mean, I know that they used to chew on the leaves for the numbness in the teeth. But then they figured out how to turn it into powder. Hmm, I don't know. Then how, then who said, let's put this in our Coca-Cola? How did that happen? The guy that invented that Coca-Cola co- did that. The guy, the guy that was in his basement for like eight months, coming up, trying to come up with a cure for the pain that he was suffering chronically, developed that they original make Coca-Cola formula with cocaine in. Yeah, it was the, the is made, that true? Or are you making that shit up? No, I'm telling the truth. It's that's the actual story. I can't oh. remember the guy's name, and he is in his basement. He tried a whole bunch of different mixtures, and he came up with the Coca-Cola mixture, which had cocaine in it. And it was a it was supposed to be a medicine. It was like one of those snake oil medicines, and it turned out. No that people, yeah, and it turned, had, yeah. You I should watch. No there's a, there's a great uh, series on the, uh, on the History Channel, I think, and I, it's probably on demand. It's called uh, the Food That Built America, and it talks about these these iconic brands. Oh, I've seen that. It, it talks about these iconic brands and how they all came to be. Coca Cola is one of them. Uh, Kellogg's is one of them. Uh, Heinz. Ketchup is one of them. McDonald's is one of them. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing, actually. I, I I never thought I would would actually find it interesting, and I started watching and I was hooked. It's so interesting to see how these things were started. Hershey's is another one. I love that stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. Do you think we could? 
you think we could go do a do a show about that basement where he invented that? Maybe it's Atlanta. I don't know where. I, we'd have to. I don't know if it's still standing or not. It's probably a museum. <laughs> I am so so. I, I I thought you were gonna give me the look at that comment. I was going for the look, but you went with me. <laughs> the basement where the guy invented Coca Cola. Oh my god! I had no idea that Coca Cola was medicine. So then, where did Pepsi? When did Pepsi come along? Was that, that like right after Coca Cola, or was it that was, years it was later? after the success of of Coca Cola? Then the competitors came along, tried to copy to make more money, or to make money because that's what we do here. All right, all right. You can turn the camera off and go to bed. I don't need to go to bed. I remember just, people. I just have run out of remember things to people. Say. Viewer Mel, viewer Mel at independencegang.com. Tell JB to just let the camera run. Oh my God. If you're entertained by this, we can do this. Well, I can do this all night long. You can't do it all night. You, this is already past your bedtime. You're, you're, you'll be yawning in 15 minutes. That's true. There's something, That's I don't, true. again, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the soda you had. I don't know if it's, yeah, you were sneaking some good and plenties there. I don't know what it is, no, but something's no. got you all worked up. But that'll wear off. That'll wear I, off. I literally, I literally sprinted. That's all it is. I got my blood going. Hmm. So, well, now we know how to how to cure. Next time you're complaining, we go, oh, I can't stop yawning. I'm so tired. I'll say, go, go, for a lap. go sprint a lap. <laughs> go go run a lap. There you go. Yeah. All right. Turn the damn camera off. Everybody, thank you for hanging out. Smash <laughs> some like buttons. You know, subscribe a little. Uh, get send us ideas, especially funny political locations of politicians doing stupid stuff. Oh, we should totally recreate the march. The from we'll sneak into the 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 rotunda and we'll walk from the house to the senate like we're carrying the impeachment remember when the poli when nancy pelosi and nadler and they were just like all walking and holding okay first like, of all let we'll me recreate that. let me just point out let me just point out the obvious here but the when you started it by we'll sneak into the capitol building uh i think there's a bunch of people yeah. in jail who were in the Capitol building when they weren't supposed to be right now in a DC jail, rotting in solitary confinement. I'd prefer not to be one of them. Okay. Well then we'll go in during public hours. Uh, that's much better. Much and then we'll better. act like we're doing the March. We'll do the March. That should be a tour talking point. And this is where Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff walked to the Senate. And then Nadler holding his butt cheeks together. So he didn't shit himself again. <laughs> Yeah. You done? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> God, you're in rare form. All right. Hey, listen, everybody. Thanks for being here tonight. Thanks for the great compliments on the interview, too. And thank you to Scott Shea. Scott Shea is the CEO of Signature Bank. It's not like he doesn't have I'm something totally else. going there. Yeah, it's not like he doesn't have totally something else there. to do. So uh, we appreciate his time and sharing uh, the information that he did with us and his book with us. So thanks for all of that. And we'll see you tomorrow night for the Independence Gang.